0: high school is how we connected was it called laksha like our back when you were in high school did, did it have that like cool abbreviation back then or is that a branding thing in recent years
1: no that's always been laksha even before i went there that's what it was it, so it's the acronym right it's the la county high school for the arts there's also osha which yeah. is orange county school for the arts um yeah that was always the title that's that's how i heard about it that's that's what I submitted to audition for cuz it is a public school but you do have to uh either audition or submit a portfolio if you're a visual artist um yeah but it but it, and and it's so it's 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 pretty amazing that this institution that this this public funded school for the arts has such a high caliber of of education like their curriculum is is so advanced that by the time I got to college college felt a little redundant quite honestly
0: yeah by the time you were in college you'd already had your sag card for like seven years
1: exactly yeah that's true too yeah 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 there's that whole thing yeah
0: yeah Uh, so when i went to high school my high school has given the world a lot of writers and entertainers but they hated that high school and it's kind of like they they want to prove a point that i got successful in spite of my high school's policy interesting did you have a lot of pride about high school when you were in high school? Or is this it, as you got older, you started to look back and went, I didn't have it so bad.
1: I mean, Darren, do you know a ton of high schoolers who are like, I love my school? In your yearbook <laughs> committee. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I, think, I think from the moment I heard about Loxa and was accepted and got to attend, there was, there was a huge part of my mind that knew I was at a special place that I, and, and, and I had for, appreciation for it and gratitude. Um, my, my, um, the perspective and, and sort of the awareness of, of the quality of experience, the quality of arts education, the, the quality of exposure of art and culture and, and human beings, has only grown in, in my time since. So I think like at high school, yeah, I was like, yeah, I go to a cool high school, but Hey, I'd rather be, you know, playing video games in the lobby of a Pacific theaters, if you know what I mean.
0: NBA (laughs) jam. I would.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Cruising USA, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, doing some wikipedia research because everyone knows everything that's on wikipedia is true i was that's looking amazing. to see who the other alumni of the school were around when you were there were you is it correct you were in high school at the same time as daniel brummel from the band ozma oh man Pro- if the answer is i don't know i'll ask you the other name
1: sure probably um Daniel, you know, like, like I didn't have a ton of, he, if he went there, he probably was, uh, I mean, the name is familiar, but I'm assuming he was a musician, like, like, and, and they were like, cooler than, I was a theater nerd, right? So like, we were the spazzes of the campus. Visual arts were like, they were the badasses. They were like, you are not cool enough to hang with the visual arts students musicians were like, you know, like kind of like sitting off, like, you know, maybe hippie-ish or maybe like, you know, like um, off to the side. And then just like dancers were just like the most attractive people. <laughs> like Dancers were the popular, cool, like most, you know, the, and kind of in a way are jocks. And theater kids were just spazzy nerds.
0: Well, the other name I had, Christina Milian. She was in high school with you at the same time? Was she?
1: I I mean, I know who she is. I don't know that we were there at the same time. If we were, I I, I did not know her. Um, I graduated in 2000. Mm -hmm. I just just turned 40. I feel like Christina's younger than that.
0: I think she made it super young. So it's one of those things where like you you're a showbiz sure. veteran and you're sure, 40 sure. you know what of yeah, those yeah kinds yeah. Of things?
1: yeah 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 i'm i'm at the bottom of the other side of the hill I'm yeah so like are you the oldest
0: the young person or the youngest old person yeah i'll take I, it
1: i'll take it that is a transition right like you have this feather in your cap of being the youngest mad tv cast member in history oh yeah which is not as impressive at forty. <laughs> that's that's like that's that's the fuel that that uh that feeds your engine of like yeah I was uh, you know freaking prodigy and comedy and I and and now it's just like I just want to find a nice lake where they make good cocktails.
0: <laughs> We're not sending you off to the glue factory. Uh, that you can as long that- as there's a lake and cocktails. That's what I'm telling you. Well, something I heard you say in an interview that blows my mind about you is that when you were on SNL, most of the time you were flying back to L.A. after the show. And coming yeah, back. Thank
1: you. I'll so, take I'll, I'll take any appreciation for that. Yeah. For the first four of six seasons, I was commuting by coastally from from L.A. Because Kobe, my wife, was still shooting How I Met Your Mother. Right. And so and we had when I got SNL, we had a one year old child. So I would, I would leave them. I would go do the, the, the crazy euphoric madhouse that is SNL for, you know, two, three, sometimes four weeks. I would stay up after the last show, go to the after party, which starts at like 1.30 a.m., stay there till 3 a.m., Find the after after party that was either in some like scuzzy loft or at a karaoke bar that would stay open for us. Right. Be there till five five thirty a.m. Get in a cab, go to the airport, fly home, and be back at my house by ten a.m. Pacific Coast Pacific Standard Time. I remember one time I like came home. I went across this the street to this health food store here in L.A. and like to get a smoothie. And this guy's face, he was like, "No." It's not live <laughs> Saturday night live. is. It's not live. I just watched you last night. They said it was a new episode. I was like, no, no. Yeah, it is. I just, I am a very dedicated family man.
0: Yeah. So doing the math in my head as somebody who has a lot of airline miles on reserve, you know, each time you do New York to LA, it's 3000 miles and the okay. number of years that you were doing that, I was curious when you hit the million miler club.
1: Ooh, you know, I don't know if I ever got there. I don't know. What? Like, so I don't, I don't think so. I'm, I'm also like bad at signing up for the things that I should be a part of. You know what I mean? Like any, like, like, so I was doing Virgin America. That was my go-to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, cause, cause it's not per episode, right? So that's the thing. So it's like, if, if a, if a season is, let's say I did it seven times, right? So seven times three, it's, it's like, what is that? It's, it's, that's 210,000 210, miles? Uh,
0: no. 21,000, 21,000 kind
1: of... 21, a season times four. I never got there. I never got, I did, ha- I, it was like, what, what happened was I would do three or four flights and then the fifth one was free. That's how it kind of balanced. Oh,
0: way. so you cashed in your points. As
1: quickly as possible.
0: Got it. I, I would have figured that plus film shoots you know the infamous SNL appearance in a film for 5 seconds that you yes. shot in Vancouver thing there were right. like 15 of those and then the, all yeah. that trips
1: you're very generous to me i'm i, I averaged i average 3 to 4 at best
0: what <laughs> one, one last SNL question and and that's we've seen in the last 10 years a lot of SNL cast members who are not stand up comics have gotten into stand up and that stand up style which as evidenced by me seeing chris Kattan in vegas about a month ago is oh, basically wow. telling a few stories and then sure. Q and A with the crowd and that's stand up on sure, your sure. end you know mad tv snl all that wild and Out, we've we've seen you everywhere for decades now do you have that stand up gene in you where you hope to do one man shows
1: it's so funny. I was just talking about this to my friend Rick Glassman, who oh who, yeah, who, a, Who's,
0: who I had the pleasure of interviewing. His show on Amazon is amazing. It's so good, isn't it?
1: As we yeah. see it, yeah, um, yeah. He's he's amazing, and he's he is a stand up. And I've had stand up friends pretty much my entire adult life. Mm-hmm. Um, I and my reasons for not being drawn to it are like like the, I'll try to give you the top three reasons. Please. One. I don't think I'm interesting enough to give you my my humorous oh. observations. I w- I just mean, I would rather play a character, be part of a scene, tell a story and make an observation that way. But the second it's like, hey, I've got something that, that you guys should all listen to, I, I cringe, It's just, that's just my thing. Two, the appeal of it at this point in using Chris as an example, I, I mean, I would wonder if, if he found it appealing because it's so easy to fly somewhere and, and stand on a theater as opposed to writing a script, say, getting someone to give you money to produce it, cast, directors, crew, everything, p- p- press. You just have to show up and do it. So there's, there's a simplicity and there's a self-efficiency of standup that I, that I do covet, that I'm envious of. But the second I start going down the rabbit hole of like, should I try it? The things I'm focused on are money, how much time I have to travel, like I have to drive there. Like the Return fact that those invest. are my first thoughts. Yeah. And not what's the, what's the what are what's the material I want? What's the message I want to convey? What's what's the art? I I just I'm not drawn to the stand-up format personally. I, I love it and I will and I see it frequently and I respect the hell out of it, but I don't have the artistic passion um to perform in, in that format.
0: Got it. Were there when you were on SNL? Were there offers for hey, come to this college and just yeah. appear? Okay,
1: yeah. yes. And and I did two of them. I did two of them to see because it's like you know try everything once or twice. And it was, it was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing for me. Like I did Bonnaroo. I did the comedy tent at Bonnaroo one year, and wow. the experience was incredible. And they were and the, and the 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 festival was so generous and like took such great care of me. And I got to see vampire weekend. I got to see Kanye West. I got to see Sam Smith the, for his first, like full us performance of his album. It was a great weekend. And I was so, so gut wrenchingly embarrassed by the thing I did. Cause it, cause for me, I was like, well, I'll, I guess I'll just do like, five of my favorite bits that i've done on snl because they were like you only have to do 20 minutes or whatever and i actually got some friends to come fill out the show too like um brooks wheeling came and i got to see brooks do stand-up for the first time at bonnaroo and he killed it and he's so good at it and it's such a it's such a specific skill set right um that i i just don't feel i have in in my in my heart
0: And you can confirm the Brooks wheeling story that he had an NBA jam arcade machine in his right. This is true.
1: This is true. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, that was the beginning of the end for me.
0: (laughs) Okay. So then bring, bring it back to you here. Um, You mentioned earlier, you you're ready for the lake and the drinks and all that, but what's coming up aside from being a great ambassador for your alma mater?
1: That's very kind. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm definitely very excited to be directing more. And part of this gala came up because Andrew Chappelle, who's co-hosting with me, he wrote a short film that he very um, generously asked me to direct. Mm-hmm. And we reached out to Loxa to see if we could shoot there. And and it became sort of a scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. They're like, yeah, if you host our, our gala, sure. which I think we would have done anyway. But Um, so I'm very excited about that. And I'm trying to get my second feature financed. Um, I'm still kind of polishing the script before we go out so that, you know, it's that development place. There's, there's a TV show that like, we're just closing the deal on that's in development. But then this summer, um, I'm going to Hungary and Slovakia to shoot a remake of River Wild. Do you remember that whitewater rafting thriller with Meryl Streep? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the big, that's a big exciting project that's that's that you'll kind of next see me on screen in.
0: Mentioning the location of that, that always gets me thinking, how little is actually filmed in New York or LA these days?
1: Yeah, yeah probably a lot. Uh you know, you heard about the pandemic?
0: <laughs> just a little bit. Okay, great. Yeah.
1: I think that was just such a like kick in the gut for industry in most major cities. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, yeah, I think it just comes down to locations and that and that beautiful, beautiful, delicious tax rebate,
0: <laughs> which Canada Canada used to be the king of, and yeah, you know, exactly,
1: it shifts. Yeah. Everybody gets a turn. You know what I mean? It's it's nice.
0: And then my last two questions for you: uh, music. Uh, who's your favorite artist at the moment and or all time?
1: Okay, all time. I'm probably gonna say Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder, Sam Cooke, and The Cure are like the top three that I'll just go, no matter what mood I'm in, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I just need to reset from wherever I'm at. Those are my three go-tos. Um, are, we are a Olivia Rodrigo household. We, we would die for her. Um, so that's, that's the freshest thing. I, um, it's been really, really fun because there has been, I don't know how much you've tracked this, but there have been comparisons to Sour, Olivia's album and Jagged Little Pill, Alanis, and that they were both like In their teens, and it was a complete conceptual album about, you know, a woman being wronged and rising above and being independent. And, you know, that there's parallels, obviously not specifically in sound, but.
0: And uh, a male counterpart that helped. Uh, convey Glenn Ballard on Jag Little Pill and Dan Nigro fellow Long Islander on the Olivia Rodrigo album
1: on Sour amazing well they yeah so you know there I've just read several articles and I think Rolling Stone even had them interview each other Um and then I got to take my 12 almost 13 year old um to see Alanis at the Hollywood Bowl it was it was, it was Cat Powers garbage and Alanis so that was that was one of my favorite concerts I've ever been to. It was, it was incredible.
0: So soul, goth, indie rock, singer, songwriter, you're all over the place. It's really
1: hard for me to find a song, a sound that I'm like, turn this off. I I just-
0: Are you Van Halen? I'm Van Halen,
1: might as well jump. Go ahead and jump.
0: I had to throw that in because I'm writing a book on David Lee Roth and I tried to Oh, great. Can we shoehorn a question in there, but no.
1: Sure. Yeah. No, uh, uh, standing on top of the world, I think is my favorite of theirs. But that's Hagar, right? That's Van Hagar.
0: That's Van Hagar featuring backing vocals from Steve Lukather of Toto. Okay. Amazing. I guess the top of the world's
1: in Africa.
0: I see what you did there. That improv background. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. And
1: you take the little, little bit of knowledge. I don't know. I'm an expert in nothing, but I know a little bit about most things.
0: And then the last question, do you have a TV recommendation you could pass along? My wife and I just have devoured show after show after show. We need a new one.
1: Okay, I don't know that this is new, but I'm, I am horrified at how few people I talk to have seen The Great. Have you?
0: I, I've seen The Trails. Is that the one where they say huzzah a lot? It's
1: so original. It's so hilarious. Nicholas Holt and L Fanning their performance it, it to me it's like the best show because it is a little bit of everything it's it's you know a historical fiction show done with a, a pop modern vernacular uh, and, and and progressive casting it's and it's hilarious mm-hmm. and it's horrific and it's dramatic and it's and it's it's endearing and and emotional um that's by far my favorite thing on TV right now. So if you haven't done that and, and, and if you watch it, and it's not your thing. Then, then we know, you know, that that's where the Venn diagram separates.
0: We know that there's not fanning loyalty.
1: We'll uh, always meet back up in at Van Halen.
0: Uh, hey, thank you for at least entertaining a Roth uh, adjacent question. Heck yeah. Right?
1: Wish but... They all could be as great as the great
0: i see what you did there but yeah, thank know. you so much for your time and looking forward to yeah. that feature film looking forward to the Thanks, remake man. that you said looking forward to it all you know thank you for the many years of great entertainment
1: oh i appreciate that you're very kind
0: and then my We in the Paltrowitz household are huge, huge fans of both of yours. We've watched every episode of Pen15. So it's so weird to see both of you like not in braces and not in (laughs) weird early 2000s fashion. So thank you for doing this. And we were connected by Team AHA. So first, Anna, what is your favorite flavor of AHA?
2: I'm really into the pineapple um, passion fruit. I love passion fruit. And then I also was just recalling having um, the watermelon lime with a little tequila and a little fresh lime. And it was really nice.
0: Maya, same question at you. Favorite flavor?
3: Mine is one of the new ones, the Fuji apple white tea. Because I just, I love the flavor of anything apple actually, but also it's apple with white tea and then that it's caffeinated. It's really good. And I also like, I don't know what's with the peach one, but it tastes like candy.
0: Well, follow-up question. Do you remember the first time you heard about AHA? Because I know they've been very much embracing comics. I think Lauren Lapkus did a campaign yes. previously.
3: Yes. That's how I actually first saw it or heard of it. Yeah. I was watching these campaigns and I thought, oh my God, that's so brilliant. Like I actually, it's what drew me to it. And then someone on a set once was like... Just talking about it nonstop. And so I tried it.
0: (laughs) And and then uh, keeping the seltzer flavored water conversation going. uh, Anna, have you always been into water that had a flavor to it? Or is this a recently later in life kind of thing for you?
2: Mm. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. This is a later in life thing. And I remember growing up, being 13, and looking in the fridge, and my mom would not get soda. My, when she, my mom was away, my dad would be like, we'd go to the grocery store and get all the sugary cereal. It's like such a cliche and soda. And, but in my house, it was just, I remember seeing tonic water and being like, and associating that with sparkling water and trying and be like, that's hell's serum. Like, I can't, this is horrible. And, but now if I was 13, the, the, fla- it's funny, like the flavored waters came, I feel like what five five years ago or so right. that I started getting sort of addicted to them. And then aha, uh-huh, I think just like bumped it up a level. It's more um, bubbly in a
0: way that I really like. Well, Maya, that same topic going at you, my wife watching mm-hmm. pen 15 is going, Oh, I wish I had bento boxes for breakfast and lunch. <laughs> is that actually true that that was the yeah. cuisine that you were kind of blessed with in your upbringing?
3: Yes. But, and I, it was also true that I would, try to like trade those away, like for a bologna sandwich or for Lunchables. Like all I wanted was that and Gushers. And my mom would like spend all this time, like carving out, you know, like bunnies out of s- apples and like carrot flowers. <laughs> and now I'm doing that for my son. I'm like, oh, I get it. I love the like, activity, you know, carving <laughs> vegetables. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I didn't appreciate Wow. That. Did people trade with you? Yeah, it's funny because I thought people would be disgusted by the food, but they actually it was right around the time when like because I grew up in L.A. So all these kids were like, we love sushi. And so they, you know, thought it was sushi always because I was Japanese. But, yeah, they wanted it.
0: Well, the question I asked about flavored water becoming normal uh, sushi, I would say became normal, like, oh, four, oh, five. Am I way off on that?
3: I can't guarantee the time, but that sounds right. Like, it sounds like it normalized. I would say definitely in like metropolitan cities. I'm not sure about all across the states, but it did. Yeah, I think that's probably inaccurate.
0: Yeah, I remember growing up. My my mom was like, you eat that? Why would you want to eat that? And now (laughs) she graduated from California roll. Like, that's the graduation process. Uh, Anna, were you always a sushi person or was that a graduation for you? When
2: I went, Maya and I met in college, and mm-hmm. when I went to, and I was going from, like, suburbia to New York City, I had sushi for the first time and loved it, uh, but I, I know it's such a sad admission, but I um, was like, oh, cool, avocado, like, let me just put it all on one bite, and then my... Oh. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die. Like, actually, thought oh, yeah, I was gonna yeah. die because it was wasabi. But
0: um, oh, oh, wasabi! <laughs> oh yeah,
2: it was wasabi. Yeah, sorry, that's the that's the
0: oh. to the story.
2: Oh, um, I thought you
0: would have known from Jackass the movie when Steve O snorted the wasabi that oh you never God. you never do that. Yeah,
2: I wish I had watched it. Um, I missed that, I and I was punished.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned college. Uh, did you both go to NYU, Tish? Yes. Okay, now this is one of the things I'm fascinated by. A, a friend of mine's wife-to-be went to, I think she went to Tish, but like Miles Teller was in school at the same time. And was that your era of NYU Tish as well?
3: Yeah, he was our
0: year. He was our year.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But there yeah. are different studios, like schools of thought of different kinds of training. So like you didn't always n- know other actors that were in the drama department. There were like seven studios or something like that. And I think he was in like a film one or some. I don't remember. Stone Street. I don't know. I just had heard.
0: Great pizza on Stone Street. Uh, but who <laughs> was the... First actor or actress or film professional that was a peer of yours from Tish that kind of made it. Do you remember? I feel like
2: Miles. Keller. Miles was probably was first. Yeah. But um, is, but is, we went to Maya and I met our junior year in this um, experimental theater like international school that was through NYU, but it was like twenty students experimental theater in Amsterdam. And weirdly, a ton of, and it was pretty serious, the training, but, like, a bunch of yeah. comedic actors came out of that, weirdly, like Maya and I, and then, I don't know if you Rachel know John Lynn. Early and Rachel Bloom, Yeah. Um, and the year before, like, it just, it's sort of a strange coincidence that there's a lot of, like, comedy oh. coming out of that program. Donald Glover. Oh, really? He was, he was an Mru
3: guy? I think he... He is, but I don't know if he was Tish, I don't remember, but he was like, had a big uh, improv comedy sketch group mm-hmm. sketch that was very famous. Oh, Derek those.
0: Television. Yes. Okay.
3: Right? I'm pretty sure that was at NYU. I don't know.
0: Because, so my brother's uh, like a bunch of years older than me, but when he went to NYU in the early 90s, it was yeah. kind of like there was the Def Jam you know, NYU thing. And then there was kind of nothing and no one except maybe John sang I think was his RA. And then there was nothing until your generation of NYU. So oh. what was it that made you all think, hey, maybe <laughs> we can make it in performing arts if we go to NYU?
3: I don't know if it's that we, well, I'm sure everyone believes they can make it when they go to college and spend all that money to study theater. But I think th- what our maybe generation harvested was a lot of people sort of started to migrate to Los Angeles and start collaborating together. And I think that's where actually Anna's husband, um, Alex, I'm just calling, him, but Alex Amfinger, he, uh, I went to high school with him. He was a couple years older. Oh yeah. He was one and- of the first he was one of the first to like move to LA and he just like made his own work with another friend and it's sort of like, and they just got their own TV show and it just kind of happened. And so people were like, Oh, just collaborate. Okay. And make your own work, do this. And so I think we lucked out that we came at a time when like web series were just, you know, still fresh and new and
2: leading to television shows. Um,
3: yeah. That's so true.
2: Yeah. Alex, my fiance was on husband, fiance, whatever. He likes saying fiance.
0: Better half. Yeah, the
2: father it of my sucks. child. <laughs> um he yeah, he just to kind of piggyback on what Maya was saying, like he made a web series with his writing partner, Dan Schimpf, and then Ben Stiller saw it. It was like kind of the dream. Right. And so then he was another one of the sort of like people before we were dating that we were like, oh wow, people are making their way and in unique ways that hadn't been charted yet, which is an interesting thing about our generation, I think. Because I think
3: we had believed, sorry to keep talking about it, but like we had believed you you just had to send out your resumes. And so me and Anna would like send out our resumes to theater agents and no one ever looked at it or anything, you know, like we would go to the open calls, never get auditions. And so it was kind of a groundbreaking idea for like, oh, wow, you can make your own work. That's your own work.
0: And, yeah. and, and Maya, your better half, also a wonderful actor, this house yes. of fans of I'm yeah. Dying uh, Up Here. Uh, uh. So it's great to see two couples that have both succeeded in entertainment on both halves. And, you know, the other half isn't jealous of the other person or competing, per se. No. <laughs> That's a rarity in <laughs> itself. So uh, yeah. being mindful of your time, your two last questions and then you're yes. free. The first one is so, Maya, unbelievable. Who your father is, playing in the oh. weather report and with Jocko and you know everything. <laughs> that Neil Pert—I don't know if it's Peart or Pert—but that he taught Neil Peart slash Pert between Rush hiatuses.
2: I oh, think
3: wow. so. I think he had several lessons with him. Neil was a very nice guy, from what I've heard. Yeah, I, I believe so. You should um, fact check with my dad, but I'm pretty sure he has. That's said that. so cool outro
1: cast.